When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Euphoria. That's the nothing personal word of the day. It is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. And euphoria has to be what you're thinking if you are a Michigan Wolverine. I happen to be a Wisconsin Badger. I am not feeling euphoric. I was feeling nothing last night watching Michigan win the national championship, finishing off their undefeated season, something that I wish I did not have to sit through. First time I'm happy to say, In 26 years, I had to think about it. But as a Badger, you don't want the Wolverines winning. And as a fan of sports, you don't want the Wolverines winning. As a fan of fairness, you don't want Jim Harbaugh winning. And all we got last night was an old-fashioned butt-kicking. That was close. At 2013, it was our pick of the day, Michigan winning. So I wasn't going to let winning a pick of the day get in the way. I wasn't going to do it with emotion because we take our picks seriously, obviously. Money's money. But I'm watching and I was thinking to myself, all right, I can't lose here. If I lose the pick of the day, that means I just don't want Michigan to win and not cover. That would be a nightmare. But at 2013, I'm thinking, ah, you never know. See what happens. Then I'm looking at Harbaugh. I'm looking at Harbaugh. And I'm thinking about what's in his mind. And he would tell you that during a game, fully focused on the task at hand, not thinking about your future, not thinking about the NFL, not thinking about the day after tomorrow. And I can tell you that when you're in the middle of doing something, you can X out all the distraction, but there are moments when it creeps in. So for example, when you are, you've called in a play and you're waiting and there's a countdown, they're under center, you're looking around, you're totally focused. But there's a moment that Jim Harbaugh may be thinking, hey, let's take this in. This could be my last two minutes of a first half as a college coach. When you know that something's toward the end, you try to do that. You try to take your last looks or have your last moments. My last halftime speech. This will be my last run into the tunnel at the half. You go through all these emotions. And why do I think that that's happening? It's because I think firmly that Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL. In his mind, when you are heading into a championship game, and this happens in any sport, when you're a coach and you're coaching your team into the finals, or when you're a player and you're playing in a final regular season game or playing in a playoff series, but you know you're going to be a free agent, as an example, and you know your team is not going to resign you, or as an executive, you know that you're watching a player play. The, the top example in my life was watching Vladimir Guerrero in the final game that I watched him play when I was with the Expos, knowing I was going to no longer be with the Expos and that I was going to the Marlins. And we were in Shea Stadium 
is my recollection. Vladimir did not play in the final game in 2001, but Kokai could have that wrong. I believe his final game was the day before the final game. And I remember looking and saying, this will be the final moment that I have with Vladimir Guerrero as a player. Jim Harbaugh has been rumored to be going to the NFL. And that's been going on not just for a month or a year. It's been going on for multi-years. As a matter of fact, going all the way back to what year was it, Coco, when we first started this? 2022. In January of 2022, that's two years ago, I had a wait to see that Jim Harbaugh was going to be the head coach of the Dolphins. Remember that whole scenario? That it was going to be Harbaugh and it was going to be Brady and everything got screwed up? Was that the Flores screw up? That lawsuit that happened? Then a year later in January of 23, I gave you a wait to see, and I got it wrong, that Harbaugh was going to the NFL, which means that every year he tells his athletic director, he tells his president, his university president, tells his family, I think this is it. I think it's time. I want to get back there. I want to go against my bro. I want to make it easier for my family to come watch. I want to win a Super Bowl. So I'm watching him win, and they ended up winning last night, 34-13. And I was waiting to see what his post-game press conference would be. Would there be any indication what his plan was? Because make no mistake, Jim Harbaugh did not decide his future today, after the game, dependent on the result of the game. He knew long before the coin flip last night whether or not he was leaving Michigan. You can spin it in your head if you lose the game. You can spin it in your head if you win the game. But you're making the decision internally what you're doing. Oh, and by the way, you've had conversations with NFL teams. But I digress. So I was waiting to see what his post-game remarks would be. And it did not disappoint. Coco, let's go to the video of his post-game presser. I want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that, you know. <laughs> Can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, a next year. Would you give me a small break, please? Does anyone watch that 24-second clip and say, oh, this guy's long for Ann Arbor? How come players always say that? And the questions always come right after the Yankees get eliminated, Aaron Judge is going to be a free agent. Do you think the question is not coming? Hey, what are you doing next year? It's compulsory. So you have an opportunity to answer that. Most players just say exactly what Harbaugh said. I don't want to think about that. I'm not thinking about that. I just want to be in this moment. I want to revel in this championship. I want to wallow in this loss. I'll get to tomorrow, tomorrow. Haven't even thought about it. Well, in the hundreds of players I've met, not one of them 
Not one of them went into free agency without having thought about it or talked about it or dealt with it. But yet they say it because that's all the media is going to get from them. So when someone asked Jim Harbaugh, hey, what are your plans? What you got? What you doing? I would have liked a better response if he were staying in Michigan. So if I'm the AD of Michigan or the president of Michigan, I'm looking at this response and I'm realizing the writing is clearly on the wall. Although I think they already know what he's doing. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But if you are staying, then what you get to say is, hey, I'm so proud of these guys. I cannot wait to try to do this a second time because there's nothing better than a first college football playoff championship. The only thing better is a second. And now that we've tasted it, we're going to keep going. I cannot wait to get to spring practice. As a matter of fact, I'm ready to start right now. I'm going on a recruiting trip yesterday. Let's go. That would have been a level of enthusiasm. He did announce that they're delaying spring practice by a month. Maybe for the people at Michigan, they thought that meant he was staying, but no, it doesn't. It just gives the new coach a chance to get acclimated, to get his feet wet. So Jim Harbaugh clearly is not going to stay in Michigan. And the athletic director and the president were asked about this, and they had two very interesting responses. The president said, I'm doing my very best. Hopefully he will stay. That is code word for, we're offering him 125 million bucks. We need to get an answer in the next month because signing day is coming February 7th. We need to have a coach in place for signing day because otherwise we're risking not getting the signs or the class that we want. We want Harbaugh to make a decision immediately and I'm offering a ton of money, but I'm going to want some guarantees. Well, do you want to guarantee that he won't go to the NFL? Yes, I would, but only for one year. After that, let's go through this again every freaking year. Let's make sure Samson, on nothing personal, has to do a wait to see about Harbaugh going to the NFL every single year. He's at three and counting. The athletic director was a little more... let's say, prepared for what Harbaugh is going to do. The athletic director said, if he decides that he wants another opportunity to coach in the pros, then I'm going to be happy for him and sad for us. We'll move on, find the next person to lead. But I want him to stay at Michigan. Got to throw in that butt. I think the decision's already been made, Coca. That's where my head was watching that video. Can't you just give a guy... Just can't a guy have that? What? What what do, what do you want? You want us not to ask? You want us not to wonder what the hell you're doing? All right, is it going to be the Panthers, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Falcons? Could it be the Patriots? Is there any team that you could go to? What's the name? Oh, Coco, we didn't prepare for this. Oh, you've got this. You've got it. Get ready. Get ready to Google. I forgot what I was asking. Are we live? Hi, hold on. I'm David Sampson. All right, I'm okay. Nothing personal with David Sampson is the YouTube channel. Wasn't there a situation where they brought back a coach, but then another coach became available, so they fired the coach they brought back because this guy became available, and all of a sudden they just got rid of a guy like that? Oh, 
Got it. Craig Council with the Cubs. David Ross was the manager of the Cubs. Everything was great. He was coming back. All of a sudden, Craig Council becomes available. And David Ross gets fired because they hire Craig Council. I wonder which NFL teams would be in that position. By the way, I would like to tell the audience, that was me who came up with that, not Coca, because the brain is firing on all cylinders this morning. What were we just talking about? Are we done with Harbaugh? Have we gone through that? All right, I'm going to move on. Did we do a wait to see? All right, let me give you an official wait to see when we tell you something's going to happen. And if it does, we tell you. If it doesn't, we tell you. We try to revisit all wait to sees. And I want to spend a few minutes, Coca. I know this is your least favorite thing and you tell me not to do it. But this is what happens when you don't control me properly as much as you try, is that we fall behind in some wait to sees. And you know me, I want to catch up. And you think that our audience doesn't enjoy when we do a laundry list of wait to sees. But let's test that premise right now. Because I've got about 10 of them that I forgot to tell you about that have been settled. Let's start with the new one today. January 9th, 2024. This is an official way to see Jim Harbaugh's going to the NFL. All right, let's go back. I was going through the year 2023 and what happened and what I forgot to follow up on. All the way back on March 15th on 2023, I told you, and I guess that's when Aaron Rodgers signed with the Jets. I said the Jets do not make the playoffs this year. I didn't know he was going to get hurt at that point, but I'm still taking the yes for that wait to see. If you go back to the April 14th episode, in addition to being my daughter's birthday, the wait to see was about Josh Harris and the commanders. And what a perfect opportunity to talk about Josh Harris. I said that Josh Harris would announce a new stadium before the end of the 2023 season. And I did this in April of 23. It turns out that I was wrong. He's a little behind in that. Instead, he went through a four and 13 season and then fired his coach. What an amazing moment. Not that I'm celebrating the loss of Ron Rivera's job, but it was a moment of live podcast, video, audio, feed, YouTube moment when Rivera got fired during yesterday's show. And we knew that Myers was taking over. Bob Myers was being hired, but we did not yet have access to any of the statements surrounding the Ron Rivera hiring. And now there have been two statements that came out yesterday that I must address. And they're pretty damn good. Let me start with the one that made me laugh. Because you know, as part of Nothing Personal, we love statements. And we try to have people improve their statements. The commanders released a big statement about the firing of Ron Rivera. And they entitled it a statement from Josh Harris, managing partner of the Washington Commanders. Remember, he's got that Rails guy. He's got Magic Johnson as partners. They're on this committee to find a new coach, by the way. But anyway, their statement started with a lie, which means the rest of the statement's not even worth reading. Their statement, this is the Washington Commanders. Today, we made the decision to part ways with Ron Rivera. I learned that like day two of running a team. 
when you do a statement, the only time you say today is when something acute happens, when there's an arrest, when there is an investigation, when there is a death, when there is something that happens that truly causes you to make a decision today. You can say today we completed a trade, but you don't say today we thought of the idea and then completed a trade. You don't say ever today we fired a manager unless you have to fire the manager today because something happened. Believe me, the decision to fire Ron Rivera did not happen today, especially because the meeting happened at 8 a.m. and the statement came out just a short time after the meeting. That's a hell of a statement to put together if you only decided following the meeting with Rivera at 8 a.m. to fire him, which we all know is total poppycock. So the rest of the statement didn't matter to me. Literally, it didn't matter to me. I just want to bring your attention to the final paragraph of the statement. We like doing this when we send letters to season ticket holders, which we would do at the beginning of every season. We would try to stay away from this final paragraph. This is a crucial off season for the commanders. I like that. We tried not to say that because every off season is crucial when you don't win the Super Bowl, except when you win the Super Bowl, it's still a crucial off season because it's so crucial because you're trying to repeat. So my question is, when you have no frame of reference, then it loses the impact. So calling an off season crucial means there has to be an off season somewhere that is not crucial. And if that's the case, that would be the first of its kind. I've never seen an off season that's not crucial. Therefore, it's not noteworthy to say that this off season is crucial. But in Josh Harris's mind, and here's the funniest part about this, it's his first off season. He took over in July. So going into his first off season as a new owner, do you think we sat and rallied the troops in December of 99? Hey, this is a crucial off season, folks. It's my first one. We got to get it right. Let's make sure the trade for Adekia Rob was a good one and that Graham Lloyd works out. Let's hope for that. This is crucial. But then it made news that Josh Harris, instead of hiring Corn Ferry, is hiring Bob Myers and Rick Spielman. Rick Spielman, you may know as the Emmy award-winning general manager of the Detroit Lions. Bob Myers, you may know as the Tony award-winning architect of the Golden State Warriors, who stepped back right when they realized his team was gonna stink, he pulled the Theo. That's what's called in our industry is leaving when you know that what you've created is not sustainable and it's about to get bad. It's the opposite of what Bill Belichick did. It's the opposite of what Greg Popovich did. The absolute goats don't do that. And I'm not criticizing Bob Myers for stepping back, spending time with the family, wanting to retire, or Theo wanted to become commissioner, not become commissioner, wanted to own a team, wanted to come up with the pitch clock. I'm not bemoaning any of it, but don't pretend that you left at a good time. Hey, we've put the team in good hands. Jed Hoyer's ready. We got you. Hey, don't worry, Steve. Draymond is your guy. So Bob Myers goes to ESPN, calls a few games, and then we read that he's going to work with Josh Harris. But here's the kicker. 
he's working to identify candidates for head coach, football operations, et cetera. Let me, let me read to you what he wrote in his notes app, sent it to the media. I've been fortunate to know Josh Harris for many years and his commitment to building championship caliber teams is what drew me here. Likely story, not. In my experience, championship infrastructure begins with a strong ownership group that prioritizes culture and invests in attracting the industry's most talented and innovative leaders. Yet, had nothing to do with Curry. In speaking with Josh and his team, it's clear that they will do everything it takes to build out a world-class organization. They fired Ron, didn't they? One that can win on the field and make a positive mark in the community. This is the type of opportunity that really inspires me. Code word for, I like the monthly retainer. And I look forward to contributing to the next chapter of this story franchise. Rick Spielman was not with the Lions at all. Are you sure? Ever? I wasn't thinking about Matt Millen. Rick Spielman was only the GM of the Vikings. Okay, I said it wrong. Thank you for the correction. So here's what Bob Myers is going to do with Rick Spielman. They're going to do an exhaustive search. They're going to talk to everybody they can. They're going to talk to coordinators. They're going to talk to AGMs, GMs. They're going to talk to people outside the industry, inside the industry, top flight executives in the pharmaceutical industry. And then Bob Myers is going to walk into Josh Harris's office and say, hey, Josh, I've really given this so much work and attention. You have no idea. Scour the earth. And you know who's perfect for this job? You're looking at him. My name is Bob Myers, and I should be your president. I think that's probably where this ends. You think that they'll figure out, uh, oh, I got the Spielmans wrong. Chris Spielman was Lions and Rick Spielman was Vikings. Thank you, Coca. Thank you for that. Think that they'll figure out that Rick Spielman is the best GM for the, for the uh, commanders. It's like when we bring in a associate head coach and then they become the head coach or a big time advisor to the GM, except they really are the de facto GM. I think that John Moziliak was excited to hire Chaim Bloom. Hey, can't wait to have you here, Mr. Bloom. I really do love working with everybody in the front office. I'm a big consensus builder here with the Cardinals. I really want the former Red Sox GM right behind me. Thank you. By the way, where did my, uh, my owner go to school? Anyway, it's funny when people do that. I think Bob Myers went during the interview process. Do you think that he'll interview someone and say, hey, tell me why you're better than I am? <laughs> Good for Josh Harris. I'm not upset. Bob Myers is great, great executive. I don't really like all of the machinations, all of the gymnastics moves that teams make when they know what they want to do. Just do it. Just go full Tiger Woods. Just do it. It's okay. It's your team. You want to hire Bob Myers, hire him. Anyway, he also said, Josh Harris, that we got a lot to do so we don't have time to change our name back to the Redskins or to find another name other than Commanders because we got a new stadium to build. But I said he'd do it back in April and he didn't. I also said on April 25th that Aaron Rodgers would only be on the Jets for one year. 
I still believe, and I get to say this now because you can't prove me wrong, that if he didn't get hurt on the fourth snap of the year, that he would have been one and done with the Jets because the Jets would have realized and he would have realized that he's not good anymore and he's old and uh, all the dark places did not shed light on his ability to be a player anymore. But he will be on the Jets for more than one year, so that's a no on the wait to see. Do you see there's total accountability? May 4th of this year, of 23, the Yankees were bad. And I said, Cashman and Boone are going to be fired if the Yankees miss the playoffs. Well, they missed the playoffs. Cashman coming back. Boone coming back. How many times is that going to happen? Enough times? That may be a wait to see that I bring back, Coca. As a matter of fact, is it too late? Can I do that now, even though we already have a wait to see for today? Will you mark that sort of in a separate column for January 9th of 2024? If the Yankees miss the playoffs in 2024, Cashman and Boone will not be back with the Yankees. I mean, I'm going to keep doing that one till, till I get it right. May 23rd of 23, I said Tom Brady will not play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you remember that whole thing when there was a rumor that he was going to become a part owner of the Raiders and that deal never happened because it was a sweetheart deal for Mark Davis and the other owners said, screw that. We're not letting you value the team that low. Then our star player is going to want that. When Patrick Mahomes wants a piece of the Chiefs, he's going to want a low valuation. Forget it. So Tom Brady not only doesn't own a piece of the Raiders as he's getting ready for his Fox job, yeah, whatever, but Tom Brady will not play for the Raiders was a correct wait to see. The next day, there was something going on in free agency in MLB. It was May of 23, and I told you that with the Otani free agency coming up, I said, no MLB player will sign a 10-year deal. What a moron I was. I totally did not think about spreading out the luxury tax and how easy it is to sign long-term deals now because owners just don't give a flying rat's ass. That was a pathetic wait to see. I'm embarrassed to revisit that as of May 24th. I got that one wrong. Now let's jump to August 17th. I said, Marcus Stroman will opt into his contract. You remember Marcus Stroman on the Cubs? All that talk, give me the extension because he was so good the first half. That pitcher for the Cubs, who now there's mutual interest. I love that. There's mutual interest with Stroman and the Yankees. There's mutual interest with Blake Snell. I have mutual interest with everybody. I'm always interested. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's a commitment issue. Maybe I need to examine that in therapy. But I've got mutual interest. Do you get that? You can't say that. I have mutual interest. There is mutual interest. What does that mean? They're holding hands and deciding whether or not to do it. There's mutual interest. I thought Stroman will opt into the rest of his contract because he's overpaid. How would he get more on the free agent market? What a moron I was because overpaying for pitching is what people are doing. So Stroman did not opt in. That was August 17th. That way to see wrong. But I made up for it on September 5th when I said Cody Bellinger will sign after Otani. That was a give me. I don't know why I'm getting credit for that. That was September before the Rangers won the World Series. That was before we knew whether the Cubs would even make the playoffs. But I did say Bellinger will sign after Otani. And it's true. That's how it's going to work. On September 7th, I gave you my predictions for the NFL season. I want to go through them right now. How did I do? The Cincinnati Bengals will win the Super Bowl. Wait to see. Nope, didn't even make the playoffs. The Jets will not win a playoff game. Hell yeah, doubled up on that way to see win. Caleb Williams will not return to USC. 
What did I get? Coco, what's the answer on that one? Did I get the Caleb Williams one right? I assume he's not returning to USC. I'm taking a yes on that one. The next day, I talked about Justin Jefferson. Remember that situation? Remember all the holdouts that happened? What was the name of the, um, of the Chiefs guy who held out? The, uh, the defensive player. The guy who just got the million and a half buck. Chris, Chris Jones. Thank you, Coca. Chris Jones. Remember that holdout? And he got that million and a half dollars for the sack in week 18. And when asked about it, he said, man, I got to make up money for all the money I lost during the holdouts. That made me laugh. Justin Jefferson, I said, will not get a long-term deal before the end of the season. That's correct. September 8th of 23, I said it. The season went on. And guess what? Jefferson did not get a deal before the end of the season. All right, November. We're up to November. Stay with me, Coke. I know you're pissed. Stay with me. November 2nd of 23, I said that Inter-Miami will play another international friendly. If you remember that show, they had Lionel Messi. They were going to play overseas. I want to say they were going to somewhere uh, in the Persian Gulf. I want to say they were going to Saudi Arabia. I can't remember where they had planned to go. Maybe it was Qatar. It was somewhere. And the games got canceled. And I said, they're going to find other international friendlies because Jorge Mas, the owner of Inter Miami Football Club, they've got to monetize Lionel Messi. And yes, they are going. Oh, it was Chinese games that were canceled. And now they're going to Saudi Arabia. Maybe that's what it was. Either way, I got the wait to see right. November 21st, I said Robert Sala would get fired by the Jets. How was he not? The next day, I said Ron Rivera would get fired by the Commanders. Well, Sala's with the Jets, so I got that wait to see wrong. Rivera was fired by the Commanders. I got that wait to see right. One of the things when you do a wait to see the way I do it is that you can play both sides and then hope that people don't remember. That's what people do in their shows all the time. They're just all sorts of recency biases and they just talk about what's on their mind today and hope you forget about it tomorrow. It lets them be wrong today, right tomorrow, right today, wrong tomorrow, what's the difference? When I come back and give you accountability, I hope that's the reason why you're so loyal to me and to this show. But I did something that is not nice of me. On November 21st, I said Salah would get fired. And then on December 20th, I said Salah would keep his job. That means I'm getting one of them right, no matter what. Why did it happen on December 20th? That was right before the break. That's when Aaron Rodgers came out supporting Salah and Douglas. Do you remember? And I said, oh my God, Woody Johnson's going to have to keep these guys. He's going to have no choice. He's already in bed with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, metaphorically speaking. So he's clearly going to have to do what? Aaron Rodgers wants. And so he did. Which means that December 20th, wait to see, was sort of a joke. But I did say Sal and Douglas would keep their jobs with the Jets. That's a yes. Well, thank you for being a part of all those wait to sees. We are caught up for 2023 for those that have actually happened. There are still some open wait to sees, including as far back as 2020 for things that have not yet been resolved, like a wait to see that Ty Lu would not last the entire Clipper contract or Dan Campbell would not last the entire Lions contract. Those are still possible, but less and less likely, but wait to see. All right, let's go to a break, Coca. When we come back, we're going to review the winner of the best screenplay, Golden Globes, called a movie called Anatomy of a Fall. And then we're going to do a, a phone call. We're going to recreate a meeting and a phone call. And I think you may smile. We're going to recreate what happened between Adam Silver and Draymond Green. 
Wait for it. We'll be right back. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson coming to you live 8 a.m. on the Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel. Thank you for those who are joining us. If you're listening to this, then you're not seeing my background and this new great equipment from Metal Arc that I can't figure out that is angled incorrectly. New desk. Everything's cleaner, but there's cords everywhere. Look at this. There's cords and stuff sticking out. I'll figure it out. Coco, we'll get there. Got a light like right on my forehead. I don't know what that's about. I think the lights are in the wrong place. All right. Let's talk about Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy of a Fall is a movie that you were watching the Golden Globes or you read about the results. And after taking a side on the Taylor Swift joke, you looked and said, wow, that's strange. That movie won Best Screenplay. That movie won Best International Feature. But aren't there people speaking English in that movie? Yeah, there are. The movie's both in English and French. And it's about a father who gets murdered, commits suicide. We don't know. We just know he's dead. And then there's a son. And then there's a mom. And then there's a lawyer. And then there's a prosecutor. And the trial and a result. Was it right? Was it wrong? Was it justice? Did someone get away with something? It sounds so ordinary. We go through this all the time. It sounds like whatever. Was it the OJ case? We just don't know. And then you realize that what you've been watching the whole time is brilliance personified. You realize at the end that the words that have been spoken by Sandra Huller, who was nominated for Best Actress, the director who also wrote the movie, this is one of those creeper movies. Not creepy, creeper. A creeper movie is when you're watching a movie and you're thinking, yeah, it's fine. I'm good, it's, it's, I'm, I'm entertained, I'm interested. And then the credits roll and you think to yourself, holy crap, that was transformative. That's what Anatomy of a Fall was for me. Ordinary, ordinary, and then extraordinary. And I think you'll find it if you give it a shot. It's called Anatomy of a Fall. Nothing personal pick of the day. We had Michigan over Washington. We're a winner. We are two and four. We are nothing personal pick of the day. And we are brought to you by David Sampson and Matthew Coca. That's it. End of college football. But don't worry, I'm confident that CBS and ESPN and Metalark and all the other media companies will be giving you up to the minute preseason rankings right now. First look, next year's rankings. Let's give the odds on the next year's CFP champion. God forbid there's 10 seconds between 
one thing and the next. I used to fight for that at HQ, CBS Sports HQ. The end of the World Series, the final graphic would be odds to win next year's World Series. And all I would say on camera into the producer's ear is I would say, I just want to enjoy this. I hope you can give me that. Can't a guy have that? Does it always have to be what's next? What's the future? Okay, my pick today, the Toronto Raptors are playing in Los Angeles. Did you know that? I had the pick written here, Coca, and now it's gone. But I had the Raptors plus five and a half over the Lakers. That is my pick. The Raptors are the guys that they just traded OG to the Knicks. The Knicks are undefeated since getting OG, but the Raptors got quickly and they got, uh, they quickly got quickly and they got uh, RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett has played phenomenally well since joining the Raptors. They're three and one. This could be one of those trades that helps both teams. But what fascinates me most about the RJ Barrett situation is that a little remembered fact about RJ Barrett. Do you remember what year he was drafted? 2019. Do you remember who he was drafted behind? Well, Zion Williamson was the first pick. John Morant was the second pick. And R.J. Barrett was the third pick. Now I'm beginning to think, who's the best player from that draft? We've talked about the trials and tribulations of Zion Williamson. The fact that he has a hard time staying on the court and the hard time staying away from the food room. We've talked about that and how it's impacted his injuries, how the Pelicans have simply not performed. We've talked about John Morant and the fact that when on the court, he's phenomenal. And I've told you that I'd rather have John Morant than Zion. And John Morant has had all these off-court issues. John Morant serves a 25-game suspension, comes back. Grizzlies playing well. Everything's great. And then the phone rings. And it's the doctor calling. John Morant has a torn labrum. That's not a call I'd want to make to the owner of the Grizzlies. John Morant's having surgery. They said it happened during a training, training scenario. Could be lifting weights. It could have been he fell. They could be lying to you altogether. We would always say that something happened on field or during training, during BP, if it happened at home. Oh, he fell down the stairs. He was fighting with his wife or whatever. No, we'd say, oh, he got hit, foul tip to the finger. But in any case, John Morant makes no difference as a consequentialist. He's out for the year. So it feels like RJ Barrett and the Toronto Raptors are sitting pretty as being the most productive from 2019 because i mean he's going to miss basically this entire season zion's missed more than that maybe maybe rj barrett is the best player i mean i guess we're still waiting to see but my god there's no one who would have thought that we're going to take the raptors plus five and a half the lakers won a game since darvin ham had that issue where lebron james had to back him up and Ham had to back himself up. Hey, we're good here. Clubhouse is good. We're fine. I'm still going to take the Raptors. I'm going to take the points. Raptors plus five and a half. All right. You'll know later today, for those of you listening to this live, which you may be, and if you are, thank you. But you'll know whenever you listen to this, because I'm going to post a picture because I'm doing something today. And I don't generally, I'm not a sort of, I don't have celebrity crushes. I'm not a fanboy. I've met a lot of people and I'm, Perfectly fine. There's a chance I'm doing something cool today. I don't want to say because it, it may not happen. But just listen to this, if you don't mind. Please. 
Yeah, that's my ringtone. That's a phone call coming. When you hear that and nothing personal, doesn't mean a double entendre, wait to see. But when you hear that and nothing personal, it means there's a phone call about to happen. Adam Silver looks down on his phone. It's Draymond Green calling. Hey, Adam, can I come see you? Draymond, I'd love to come talk to you. No, no, I'll come to you. Ah, that's a good idea. Come to New York. I'm already in New York, Adam. Great, thanks. Come on by. Come on by. Draymond Green walks in, sits down with Adam Silver. They look at each other. Hey, would you like some peanuts? Can I get you something to drink? Oh, that'd be great. You got a little vodka? No, water? Want some Gatorade? How about some Pepsi Max? Hey, uh, Adam, I got to tell you, I want to retire. Draymond, hold on one second. Hold on one second. And then this is in the movie where they cut to like in love, actually. When the two, the guy and the girl, Laura Linney, they go back to Laura Linney's apartment and she says, hey, guy, that really good looking guy. Hey, hold on one second. And she goes around the corner to her stairwell and she does the Snoopy dance. And she's so excited and then goes back and says, okay, enough of that. Let's go do what we're going to do and hope my phone doesn't ring. You think Adam Silver, when Draymond Green said, you know what, I think I'm going to retire. You think Adam Silver's first move was, Draymond, please don't retire. That'd be terrible. That'd be the worst thing that could ever happen. The NBA would be lost without you, please. We need you. We love you. Are you kidding me? At what point has a commissioner ever said that to a player? Now, Draymond gave Adam Silver a lot of credit. He's the best commissioner. He cares about his players. It's not just about business. It's about emotion. It's about passion. It's about connection. And I say horse hockey. Draymond Green moving into a studio situation. Draymond Green getting out of a team situation where there is suspensions and headaches and problems. The Warriors getting to settle when he's in the first year of a four-year, $100 million deal. And the Warriors are calling up Adam Silver saying, hey, can the suspension last longer, please? He's losing 143 grand a game. Our team stinks and having him back really is not being helpful. Not that we want Jordan Poole or anything, but... There's really no reason for him to be back. No, no, I'm convincing him to come back. I want to have to deal with his next on-court incident because after a month of therapy and all the meetings we've had, he's cured. No more anger problems. He's not going to be emotional on the court. He's going to be fine. He may be medicated. Maybe he's going to be totally flat. We'll take all the emotion out of him. Hi, I'm Draymond Green. I'm going to run up and down the basketball court, and I don't give a tinker's damn about anything. You think that's going to happen? You think Adam Silver thinks that's going to happen? Who are we kidding here? But it became like this big story. So Draymond says, hey, Adam, it's too much. It's too much. I'm going to retire. Adam Silver does the soupy dance, comes back, and says, Draymond, I'd like you to think about this. You're being too emotional. When a friend comes to you, let me, let me put this in a relationship way that I think all of you can relate to. When a friend comes to you and says they're having problems in their relationship, isn't your answer governed by what you think about the person they're in the relationship with? If your best buddy is dating a total person you don't like to be around because she's mean, and he comes up and he says, hey, we're having a lot of problems, don't you say to him, this is the time, you've got this, you gotta leave her. You're going to be so much better off without her. I promise you can do it. 
On the other hand, if your best friend is dating the hottest girl in the world, the nicest girl in the world, who you love to hang out with and is part of a foursome off the field, going out to dates and movies, and he comes to you and says, man, and we're having all these problems. Hey, you got to work through it. You got this. Just find one of the reasons why you fell in love in the first place and recapture the magic. I mean, you're wrong anyway. This whole argument you're having with her, you're definitely in the wrong. Am I, am I crazy? This is when having a studio audience really stinks. I can't look into the eyes of anyone. Is anyone relating to what I'm saying? That you change your advice according to your personal view of the person and of the relationship? That's the same thing with Adam Silver and Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green's coming up to him. Victor Wimbayama says, hey, man, I want to retire. Victor, are you kidding me? We've only just begun. Steph Curry, I'm done. Adam, I got to retire. Steph, give one more year. Just one more year. Come on, please, for me. The Warriors are paying him literally $25 million a year for four years. And if he retires, he walks away from it. That ain't never going to happen. But maybe there's a settlement coming. But don't worry, it's all for naught because Adam Silver convinced him not to retire. I'm not buying it for even a millisecond. As a reminder, we've been nominated in two categories for the Sports Podcast Awards. I'm going to keep doing this, folks, because I really want to win. All the other people who are nominated are just saying, hey, please vote. I'm saying, please help me win. Best sports business podcast. It's sportspodcastgroup.com. Please sign up. Call your friends. Have them go to it. It takes, we calculated it because we do it every day. It takes about 162 seconds. That's it where you put in an email and then you vote best sports business podcast, best baseball podcast. It's the sports podcast awards and we want to win and voting ends January 19th. So it's coming soon, like 10 days from now. So you only have to hear about this for like 10 more days, but that includes weekends. So it's not even 10 more shows. Well, but that's all you'll have to hear about for today. We will be back tomorrow. I promise you that until then it's just business. This is nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.